Heavenly Father, we honor you for your word this morning. And I pray, God, that the promise that when the name Jesus is preached, there will be life, restoration, and salvation. We will see that today. Spirit of the Most High God, come and work the room. Come and touch lives. Come and trouble those that need to be troubled by this word as they find life in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Right, shall we do the, shall we get that thing out of the way? Yes, please. My name is Mpele. I'm married to one wife, Monica Tao. We have two kids, Nyakalo, who is one year and five months, I think now, and Naki, who is five years old, and I'm an elder in the church, not a pastor. That's reserved for the, for the higher ups here on the front. Okay, let me start preaching before I get naughty. We, we are on week two of our series, Into the Wild. And I looked at it, I thought, is it because we are wild or is it because the world is wild? But there's a wild somewhere. And into the wild is, is really, if you, if you look up on the wall, we have reach far, raise up, and release wide. And I think for me, it really speaks to the reach far. That as, as believers, we are called into, I am called into being a credible witness for the gospel. And, and that's my theme this morning, is being a credible witness being able to reach far outside of my areas of influence, operation, gifting, and preference. And we, we see that in Acts chapter 1, from verse 4 to 8, which will come up behind me. And this is uh, the narrative of Jesus just before he was taken up to heaven. It says, on one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift which my father promised which you've heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times and dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power, say power, power. when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses, say witnesses, in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Gabe taught last week that, you know, the word witness, witnesses, has got its Greek roots in in the word martyr, or that that word martyr, which means one who dies for what they proclaim. And I thought, jeez, that's a bit heavy. I'm going to steer clear of that. But as I was processing the word witnesses, I thought, what, what God, what are you saying about this? And I leaned into my, my trade as a legal practitioner, and I started thinking about what witnesses, witnesses, what is the meaning of witness? What, how does this word apply in my trade? And I thought, of course, credible witnesses. Eh? You've seen the Harvey Specters, the Suits, the legal series, where, okay, we've got some fans, where someone will be called in. They're not necessarily part of the litigating party. So the case is not about you, but you called in to just add clarity, to add to the admissibility of the evidence. So there might be a document that was drafted. Someone is saying, yeah, this invoice proves this and that, but on its own, it means nothing. We need somebody behind to come and say, I drafted this invoice. Yes, it's a true reflection of the price of, of whatever it is. Does that make sense? So as a witness, a witness needs to be credible, and your credibility comes from adding to the matter. You know, if it's a case of Dave ran a red light and uh, bumped, you know, uh, you don't want to bump Will's car. It's quite fancy and strong. Yeah, you lose that battle. Let's go, he bumps my car. Yeah, 
So Dave ran a red light and scraped my car, and then it's a, a question of who's, who had right of way. Now they're bringing somebody, let's pick on Lebo, there he is. They say, Lebo, you need to be a witness. Now, Lebo can't come there and say, you know, when we were preparing for the worship set, I was, you know, like, okay, what are you saying pertaining to the issue at hand? It needs to be relevant. It needs to be added to the discussion. A credible witness needs to give a personal account. It can't be hearsay. It can't be, I heard somebody say, he jumped, he jumped the light, therefore it's his fault. It needs to be a personal account. And a credible witness should not be too concerned about their opinions or their preferences. You know, I quite prefer a VW. So the guy who was in the VW actually had right of way. Yeah. And it's not about that. Yeah. It's about what did you see? The guy in the Fortuna ran the red light, did not stop, and almost shaved the whole uh, VW out. So no choices, no, no, no room there for personal preference. Credible witness. There's many other things, but we'll, we'll stop there. And when you read the gospel, when I read the Bible, I see Jesus who is God that became man. God came in this flesh and walked planet earth and, he's, and Jesus is starting a movement, a ministry. And in Matthew chapter 10, we, we are told that he sends out the 12. And in Luke chapter 10, he sends out the 72. To do what? To be his witnesses. To bear witness. Now, witness to what? what what's the issue at hand? Well, a couple of things. Message of the gospel. That Jesus is the risen Messiah. He is the promised son of David that we read about in the Old Testament. He's here and he's here to bring life and life in abundance. That the kingdom of heaven is here. A, a, a kingdom where things are turned on their head. You know, if you want to be first, you need to be last. If you want to be leader, you need to be willing to serve. If you want to have more, you need to give away. That's, that's the testimony. That's what they had to bear witness to. They had to bear witness that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Anything else that a witness, that witness will bring forth that does not add to the admissibility of that evidence, if I can just pull the metaphor even uh, further, would not be a credible witness. Now, this morning I have to ask myself, and perhaps I'm asking you as well, am I a credible witness? If I say I've received salvation and I've received the name Jesus into my life. I've, 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 I've invited him. His life has broken into my story and he's Lord above it all. Am I a credible witness? Because the mandate is you will receive power, not just for nothing, so that you'll be my witnesses. Let's read Acts chapter 3 verse 1 to 10. <clears throat> One day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him as did John, and Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's, man's feet and ankles became strong. 
He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking, jumping, and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were all filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. After the, 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 the Lord is taken up to heaven, the disciples then go about their business. They had received power. They'd received the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. But they go about their business, going into the temple. And we see that they, as credible witnesses of the gospel, as going about their daily business, they allowed themselves to be interrupted. They allowed themselves that interruption to see somebody who was in need of the life that Jesus' name can bring. The Bible says he was about 40 years old. We don't even get a name. The man who used to sit by the gate. So you probably would have seen him for many times. Eh? I don't think it's the first time. Many times. But they see him and this time they are able to allow that interruption to say, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Being a credible witness for the gospel means that I allow myself, I allow interruptions into my dailies. Allow myself to be interrupted by those that are far whether spiritually, financially, physically, or in need, bearing witness and testimony of Jesus who, when he walked about doing his business, he was always able to see the one. When I interact with people, when you interact with people, do you see them? Or do you just say, I'm actually need to get to something? It's, it's quite a silly thing. Oh, I say silly. It's not silly. But it's a, it's a small thing. That's the word I'm looking for. That we do sometimes. We'll say name tags and like, ah, oh, but why name tags? I know you forget them and they go into your wash. I'll bring it up in the eldership meetings. Don't worry. But the name tags. So I can remember, oh, Dave, Tanaka, Nesh, Mutsewa. How do you say it? So that we can see people. On my dailies, as you go about your dailies, at work, at home, at the shops, a credible witness is a witness that stands for the gospel, that displays a picture in the heart of mind of what Christ is about to bring and what Christ has brought to earth, which is noticing people. In Acts chapter 4, we read further that once the Man is brought back up. He's able to walk, leaping and jumping. Now there's a bit of commotion, as you can imagine. The ceremony is interrupted, the process. The church news have been disturbed and the chief priests and the, the guards come and like, what's, what's going on here? So they grab hold of Peter and, 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 and John and they arrest them. So the Bible says from verse 1, Acts chapter 4, you can turn a few pages. It will pop up behind me. The priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came to Peter and John while they were speaking to the people. They were greatly disturbed because the apostles were teaching the people, proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. They seized Peter and John, and because it was evening, they put them in jail until the next day. It was not convenient to have, have a hearing at that time. Okay, what time does court close in uh, Germany? 12 o'clock. After that, it's like, okay, tomorrow, postponement. Yeah. <laughs> Spend the night in jail, and if it's the weekend, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't want to be. Friday afternoon, ahoy. <laughs> That's speeding fine. You better beg and pray. Where was I? Oh, yeah. The next day. Then, but many, verse 4, but many who heard the message believed so that the number of men who believed grew to about 5,000. 
even under pressure, thrown in jail, falsely accused, the gospel still advances. Say, oh ma'am, my current situation, your current situation does not determine the power of the gospel. Just because I'm being hard-pressed and hard done by now does not mean what I proclaim in Jesus will not have an impact on those that receive the word of God. Even under pressure, the credible witnesses, their message, their, their testimony, not from a mic or a pulpit, by doing their lifestyle, produced fruit and results. What is my testimony, your testimony, when there is lack? When there's grounds that I'm not able to, to capture? When there's rejection and loss? When there's pain? Am I showing signs of a credible witness for the gospel? We have a, a gentleman in our life group, uh, Musa. Most of you may know him because he, work, he welcomes you as you park your cars. <clears throat> there was a time when he was unemployed and in our life group we would gather and we would pray, we would trust. But there was one gathering where someone else in our life group who has a very big job, drives a very fancy car, said, I need prayer because there's pressure at work and I need, I need God's hand. I need God's hand to sustain me. And in that moment, in the natural I'm thinking, but at least you have a job, you know. We have someone here that doesn't have a job. But Musa stood up in faith. And in his prayer, he prayed and declared order and favor and, 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 and productivity and fruit and life in someone who had a job when he didn't have a job. Credible witnesses even when under pressure. My testimony of Jesus being the way, the truth, and the life is not limited by where I find myself. God calls us, and he calls you, and he calls me to in reaching far, to not be distracted by the pressure. Verse 23 of the same chapter, chapter 4. We fast forward now. They've had the hearing, and they've been warned, and they've been given a very stern warning to say, do not do this again. You can go. From verse 23, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but we see that on their release, they go back to the people. They go back to the Christians, to people of the way, as they would have been called at the time. And what they do is they, they start to pray. They start to pray. They gather and they pray to God. And I'm going to take it from verse 29, where it says, where their prayer now, they pray and they say, Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. <laughs> Stretch out your hand and heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Verse 31 says, After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. How challenging is that? So of all the things they could have prayed for, I mean, certainly justice. Lord, come and right the wrongs. Lord, come and fight our battles. Come and make sure that, you know, these charges are dropped. They pray that give us boldness to preach the word of God. Credible witnesses that are mission-focused. 
it's not, it's, it's, it's not to say what I'm going through, my needs are insignificant. But there's a, there's a sense of a mission focus. Focus on the mission, which is to say Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Sometimes I can be distracted by my prejudice and preference, my, my, my comfort zones. But I'm, I'm only good at this. Say, oh, ma'am, it's not about my gifting, your gifting. Because in reaching far, it's about being called out into spaces where you're not particularly very good at. But it's not on me, it's not on you. It is in, it's on him who has given us the capacity who has given us the power, whose spirit enables us to be credible witnesses for him. My friend Lewe and I were chatting the other day, I think it was during live group as well, where he referred us to the book of Genesis, you know, chapter 1, verse 11 to 13. I'm not going to read it as well, but that's the part where it talks about God creating uh, vegetation and fruits and, and plants. And the Bible says that let the land produce fruits that bear seeds according to their own kind, that have fruit and seed, that are able to reproduce themselves. <laughs> I love it because we said that God the Father is the one that creates. He created and He capacitated. He created the capacity for reproduction, for the fruits to reproduce themselves. And then He commissioned them to multiply. So in making sure that the seed in the fruit, his command, his request, his commission to multiply is not unreasonable. It's not an unreasonable request. The Lord Jesus says, wait, receive the power that comes from, that you will receive when the Holy Spirit falls on you and you will be my witnesses. We see the heart of God, that God in his ability to create and fashion and form he wants us to partner. He doesn't need us, but He wants us. He loves us to partner. Jesus says to them, I'm sending you out to be my witnesses. You, you will be my witnesses. When the Holy Spirit, when the power, when you receive that power. What does this power look like? What does this power look like? It's not power to speak loud and break down and kick down walls and sometimes it's power to as a husband to be present and to love in moments of frustration as an employer who I have every right within the law to pay just this much and that much to show the kingdom of heaven as somebody who maybe I've been hard done by and, 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 and there needs to be the other side actually needs to make the first step the power and the potential is me making the first step how do you respond when you've been wronged how do you respond when you are in a position to withhold how, would you, how do you respond when you are in a position to actually say I deserve this when there's there's, 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 there's moments of fire. What is my response? What is your response? This power that comes when the Holy Spirit falls on us is the power and the ability for us to be His witnesses. 
But like I said, I can only be a credible witness if I speak of what I've seen. Do you know him, sir, ma'am? Do you know him? The Lord Jesus, the risen Messiah. Has he come into your life? If you allowed him to be Lord and Savior? And if you have, have you received the Holy Ghost? Have you been baptized into the Holy Spirit? And if you have, where are you now? Is my life, is your life showing the credibility of a witness? Not in me, not in you. Only in Him. Because the credibility that I'm talking about is not to say go home and try harder and make sure that you, you tick all the boxes. But to say the kingdom of heaven is here. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Am I showing in my interaction, in my response to moments? Am I pointing to Jesus? Or am I relying on my own ability? I'm going to invite you to stand. It's He who creates and builds the church. So the pressure is not on you. It's Him who created and said, let seed be in the fruits. So the reproduction of likeness for likeness is not on us. It comes from the power that He gives. I want to pray for just um that, that scripture, you receive power is the word dunamis, which is where we get our word dynamite from. It's powerful that blows up, can open up and change. But it also means potential. It's the potential that is Jesus and what he can do in any circumstance and situation. But I just felt as Mpele asked that question is, do you know him? That's just such a powerful question. On Tuesday, I, I have the the privilege and the burden of going to a hearing for a young man in the life of this church who I know very well, who made a mistake. And at the core of the argument is not that he made a mistake. At the core of the conversation is, I know him. I've known him a long time. And what's been amazing is I sent out word to a few of his, of people who've known him a long time. I said, could you write a character reference? And I've received these emails and then, but, but, but I had to go back and, and process that because I have to have an ability to present to people who don't know him who he is. And it's a, that's a challenge because people don't know him. Our jobs, every day, every day you go into a marketplace, every day you're entrepreneur step and trying to break ground so that you can every day educate and step into the difficult world of schools and universities. Every day your duty and the power for that walk. Not the power just to be healed on a Sunday. The power to live the life that brings change and transformation in a nation and in hearts and mind is the power that is found when we start telling people about who we know. 
in how we know Him. We tell them about Jesus. We go into rooms of broken marriages and we don't tell them, well, here's three tips that'll change your marriage. Because I'm telling you, three tips don't change marriages. You can buy the books and you can do, they won't change. Let me tell you about Jesus because the Bible says, become like Jesus, taking the same mindset as Jesus, taking the same heart and attitude as Jesus. And the power comes for us to tell people about Jesus. And I'm going to ask Mpele to pray. And here's the thing, because we can so often leave church and feel encouraged. I don't want you to feel encouraged just that someone knows how to tell people about Jesus. I want you to feel burdened with a story to tell. Because there are people out there and the accusers shouting and the only way through that is that they would meet Jesus. Somebody's got to tell them. And my challenge to you and my charge is if you can't speak about Jesus, read the Word, read the Bible, and spend time in the prayer and say, Jesus, will you show me who you are? Because at the essence and the sense of everything Impel is speaking about is a knowledge of Jesus. A knowledge of Jesus. And I just want to pray that this morning. I'm going to hand over to Impele now. But that power comes when we tell people about Jesus. So won't you open up your hands this morning to receive? Because that scripture says you will receive power. You, you won't be able to download it. It's not an app. Yeah. You will receive it by the Spirit of God. I love, I love how even as Mark is, is speaking and he joked about Ivor and working for the SABS, you know, there's, there's that seal that once they say approved, it changes the product from just being potentially to approved. And some of you may know that I've, I've just been recently admitted as a, as a conveyancer, so that means I get to, to sign off title deeds to property. So, and what's amazing is that the same piece of paper that we print out at the office and we take to the deeds office and we hand it over and the registrar of deeds puts his seal on it, that same piece of paper. Now it's no longer just a piece of paper, it's a title deed, which the banks, if there's a bond, they will say, bring that piece of paper and they will hold on to it and they will keep it secure because it means ownership of land. Why am I telling you all of that? The same individual, when they have the seal and the mark of Christ, when they've been touched by heaven, it's, it's, it's the same piece of paper, but ah, it's got the registrar seal on it. This is a title deed. This is a title deed. This is a witness of heaven. They've got the mark of the Holy Ghost. This is a witness of heaven. They've, they've been touched by heaven. This is a witness of the gospel. They know Jesus. This person is a witness. Oh, but it's the same person. They've been touched by Jesus. This is a witness of heaven. So let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, I thank you that your word is alive. That you are available today, right now. That Lord God, even as some will watch this online, stumble upon it or intentionally lean into it to listen, that your word is able to break through and touch. I pray right now, Heavenly Father, that your spirit will be poured out upon all flesh in this house, that we will be witnesses 
that the transformation comes not from our action, our input and our hard labor, but it's been touched by majesty. Marked and touched by the one who orchestrates the universe. Jesus, the risen Messiah, the very image of God who took on a body of man to walk planet Earth. A small blue dot planet that he created to limit himself to walk and show us back to, to the Father. We thank you, Jesus, that there's power in your name today to save, to restore, to heal. May our hearts burn again and again and again and again as we focus on the mission. That our responses would be, what is the mission? It's to make known the name of Jesus, to make famous that the kingdom of heaven is here and it's available to all who reach out.